But it's really dope to know that people who I don't know at all mm-hmm. are inspired by watching my content and like and are living better lives. Like, mm. especially when I post like a stretching video and people are like, "Oh my gosh, like my neck feels so much better." Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm helping people without my two hands. Yeah. So it's like it's beautiful. It's great. The top three responses that I get when I ask, why do you want to leave corporate America? Are that you want financial freedom, you want to own your own time, and you want to build a legacy for this generation and generations to come. Now, this is not a solo job. In order to transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship, it's going to take community and it's going to take resources. And I've created the community of pioneers who are going to wrap around you and help you make that transition successfully. So if you're interested in leaving your job, go ahead and click that information below. Let's get into the community and let's transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship successfully. Now, let's get back to the episode. <laughs> uh, I can't because I talk a lot. So I talk during all my sessions. So literally, I'm thinking about doing this during my sessions. Like podcasting during your sessions? Yeah. Or? Ooh. And just recording. Just and recording. And like, because that way you're learning about the body. You're learning about, you're normalizing touch. Mm. And you're, we're having great conversations. I have, like this, you have amazing people who come in. I have amazing people come to my table every day. Mm-hmm. And lived uh, super different lives. Like mm-hmm. I have some. Your mom seven. You're a single twenty four year old man in the world. You are an NBA player. You're a famous artist. You're whatever it is. And it's like you live a life. And like we're talking about it casually. Yeah. About our lives and experiences. And like especially now I'm having a kid and meeting other people who have kids or ha- expecting kids or whatever. it's just like all. And then some most people know I'm poly and most people know like. Just different lives and you know having conversation i educate a lot of people about poly and it's like yeah and it's just really dope content that never gets captured i can't wait for you to put that out i think i'll watch that and i might even stretch while i watch it just so that i can feel like i'm getting active <laughs> while, while you're doing it so. Welcome to the Work and Play podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Young, and I'm really excited about this um, interview with uh, Mr. Jordan. I never call you by your last name, but I'm visioning Coburn. Yeah, that's it. Ah, look at me. (laughs) Um, I would love to give you a bit of a a preface because I met Jordan in a place of transition. And while I love full circle moments, I'm also just enjoying seeing you grow into into (laughs) your brand and and everything. So without further ado, would you introduce yourself? Yes. Uh, Peace and love, beautiful people. My name is Jordan Coburn. I am a movement coach, movement educator, um, all things movement, um, and just a lover, lover and mover, really. Um, I'm going to make that a shirt. I'm a lover, a lover and, and a mover. I'm a lover and mover. I love just it. Lover and mover. I would wear that. I, right. Exactly. That's, yes. Anyway, so <laughs> billion dollar ideas come to my head every second. Uh, and I just, some of them are like, just fly away like a bird. Others are like, wait, 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 come back. And anyway, so that's me um, from New York. Been down here for going on four years. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know what else you want to know. I, just, I run a couple of businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the couple businesses? Revive Movement is the main one, mm-hmm. as where it's a movement based therapy business. Mm. Um, right now, it's just one on one table stretch and fascial therapy work. Um, and then another one is Heal Our People. Heal Our People is a community-based healing event. Um, it's free. 
in the park uh, right now is based, it's once a month. It's meditation, uh, breath work, yoga, mental health discussions, nutrition talks, sound, healing baths, and affirmations. Mm -hmm. um, looking to expound into more. Um, I it was bar at one point. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, one of the yeah, first yeah. yes. Um, and then I am starting another business called Playtime Prep. So what's um, that? it's a sex education business. Um, so I am Mr. Playtime Prep. And in that, it's just literally like breaking it down like playtime prep. So you're preparing for your playtime. Hmm. So mainly in when I started it, I thought of just like just movement, like just the move, like the sex movement coach aspect of it. Just helping people like stretch before sex. Like I used to do morning movements. So I was like, ooh, like nighttime, we nice to do a playtime prep stretch. Yeah. Um, and make it real like. Make it like an innuendo, like not really say things like, you know, fellas, you messed up before you go downtown tonight. Make sure you stretch your neck like. Got it. Something like that. But mm -hmm. now it's going to be like, look, before you before, you know, have her sit on your face, because that's actually more. Have her sit on your face. It's better for your neck. Ah. Versus like trying to go down and like do all this. It's like. <laughs> It's simple. It's just like you lay back and you chill and you know what I mean? But like maybe have a slight pillow behind your neck. So it's just like you're not straining your neck just mm. to please or like actually stretch you for like work your back before you try to pick her up or like ladies like open up your adductors before you try to sit or split on it or whatever the case is. And before you try these new positions that you've seen, like here's the steps to it. So. Wow. So. We went all the way there. So fast. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. But I'm along for the ride because I met you in a place where you were, what, maybe a year or two into your journey? I was, there? no, I was, it was months in. Months into your journey? Yeah, I just moved very fast. I, your your um, growth and your, um, what's the word? Like, you just kind of try stuff immediately. <laughs> yeah. Super, like, admirable. Yeah. Um, cause you came in, you set up, you put on, you set yourself up on Instagram and you just start taking clients and then you had the whole like studio. Yeah. I got that I, in seven months. I got here, I moved here in January, 2018, mm -hmm. July. I got that studio. Your, your vision has evolved. So tell me this, when you first got into movement, what was the, the catalyst for you getting into movement? What was your vision for it then? Um, I was all, I think I looked at the common denominator of my life. And movement was it. I was a trainer, yoga instructor, and I was in school for massage. And I looked at the common denominator of all those things. I was also a photographer, also had a clothing line, also did a lot of other things. Um, but movement was a common denominator. And then, so my Instagram name used to be Jack of All Trades. Mm -hmm. So my name is Jordan Alexander Coburn, J-A-C. So it was J-A-C of All Trades, Jack of All Trades. And then I realized I was doing a lot. And then I had to zone it in and and then movement was the base, was the common denominator. So I was like, okay, movement by Jordan will be it. And then movement will be my my main thing to move from. When did you change your IG to movement by Jordan? 20, was it 2017? Yes. Okay. No, the, I think maybe the end of 2016 actually. Okay. 
2016. Yeah, because you were on like the Instagram wave way before. Yeah, yeah. Before I moved, before I moved to Atlanta, my Instagram was I think it just hit like 10k, mm-hmm. and quickly it was like it tripled, and my Instagram algorithm was great back then. You could just you could mm-hmm. it was easy to hack like. But also, I just I had a recipe. Like I would come down here. Well, I moved down here, and I was like, "I'm gonna be the therapist for Atlanta." Like, if whoever whoever was doing work here before, I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm now in town. So <laughs> sorry. Yeah. And I was working on everybody. So I would literally DM anybody who had high followers and high engagement. Mm-hmm. I'd work on them for free. Record it. Post it. Edit it. Edit it. Share it to them. Post it. Have them post it. So now all of their followers are now introduced to me. But also the session is great, so they love it, and they're gonna want to share. Yeah. So if I'm working on all personal trainers, all their clients don't know me. If I'm working on yoga instructors, all their clients don't know me. If I'm working on whoever, twenty, if you have twenty k, hundred k, five k, whoever, all your followers now know me. And at the time, it was like the algorithm was great, so everybody was pouring right back to me. Mm. And then how people, how people, marketing wise, how people think, nobody wants to be the only one not doing something, and no one wants to be the only one doing something. No one, be, no one wants to be the only one not doing something, FOMO. And then no one wants to be the only one doing something. Yeah. So you're the pioneer who's the only one doing something. Well, no, in marketing wise, so if they now, if I, let's say you have a fitness person you look up to, mm-hmm. I get them on my table, I work on them, they post it, you're like, oh, wow. And you go to my page, you see there's 25,000 people already following. You're like, I'm clearly missing out. Yeah. Everybody's already here. Mm-hmm. If I had 5,000, if I had, 2,000 followers, you'd be like, ain't nobody here. Nobody wants to be the first. I got you. That, that makes sense. So when the followers, when numbers are already up, people just run in. So literally, a lot of times, it's the race to 10K. Because once, once there's a K there, people are like, oh, everybody's here already. Facts. No one wants to be the first one at the party. Yeah. But everybody wants to be the one that's packed. Facts. That's why they hold the line outside. How did you start thinking about this stuff? I know, I know. Like when I met you, I was asking a bunch of questions, and that was years ago. And even now, the conversation is about content creation. <laughs> so what, put you, what made you say I'm going to leverage social media to build my business? Uh, I've always been leveraging people since forever. Um, I was always popular, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, from high, really elementary school. Um, for one, like. Grew up in the suburbs, so grew up in the suburbs of New York. So being black in the suburbs is like you're already talented. Like you're just when the recess time and it's time to play sports, Jordan's cool. getting picked. <laughs> so by default, yeah, <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> and then by high school, I also enjoyed personality and all like all of that. So I was homecoming king, high school, college. I was Mr. Claflin. I went to Claflin University. It's Mr. Claflin. Um, so I've always been the one and i've understood like leveraging people like leveraging that popularity so i started my first clothing line while in college and if i was smarter i would have started it earlier in college because more people i would have had years of i started second semester senior year okay and the whole campus was covered in my brand in month in a, in a month and i and i'm thinking about, like i should have did the last semester really i should have did it my junior year mm. Cause then it would have been it would have been plastered across the city versus just the campus. Yeah. But um, well, let me learn. Everything happens for a reason as well. For sure, for sure. So yeah, I've always I I got that Instagram just started, 2012. Okay. It just came out and then later it was really like a personal thing. But I've always had my clothing line, 
So I've always, I've always had a business to promote. Good, okay. So Instagram has always been a, a thought of like promoting my business. Got it's it. never just been, let me share my selfie. Okay. Um, so my mind's always been that. And then I, I saw the power of content. Mm. And I think when I was just starting this business, I was in Atlanta and I proposed. So I was engaged before. Mm. I proposed, that went viral. Like Shade Room posted it, Essence on Instagram posted it, the Black Man Can, all these big pages posted it. This is 2017. When I met you? You met me in 2018. Okay, so you proposed beforehand and you got you got notoriety um, from your proposal back then. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So ton of followers like flew in and then also they were looking at my services. I could like watch the insights and I'm like, they, I, I would see them click location. Mm-hmm. And I was in no man's land, New York. I was in Middletown, New York, which nobody knows. It's like an hour north of the Bronx, but I was like, I need to be in a major city. And then also there was, an MB, there was a few, I went down to, I came to Atlanta visiting, worked on a few people, worked on a few big names, posted it, having them post it. Um, then two different uh, NFL player hit me up and an NBA player hit me up. Both of them wanted to fly me out. One was in Buffalo, one was here in Atlanta. NBA player booked me, flew me out here, and I was like, I need to be here. But also I learned like the leverage of social media. Like yeah. the more popular you are, like then people are here. Everybody's Everybody's attention is here. 2017, I listened to every word Gary Vee thought. Never mind spoke. And like if you you follow Gary Vee and his, I know about Gary Vee. Gary Vee preaches like attention, attention, attention. He's like he trades on attention. So it's not a matter of Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or Snapchat. It's just attention. Where is attention? Got it. And at the time, attention was mainly on Instagram. So I just I again I was just like I was I knew his words so much I would be I would sound like Gary Vee. I met I was out talking some somewhere sometime. And someone's like, you listen to Gary Vee? I was like, I do. She's like, you sound like him. I was like, yeah. You were breathing it. I was breathing, yes. Jeez. But it was working. Like when I came down to Atlanta, I was like, I don't need to do anything else except for work. Like I'm here for a, a purpose to work and work and work and work and work and also leverage all the work. So even the free work I'm doing, I would work on whoever for free, free, mm-hmm. an hour, another like five minutes edit the video. And then they would post it and five clients from that person would then book at $80 a person. So now $400 for that one hour of free work. Wow. So how much were you making like in your first, the first year that you knew this? I made, I made over a hundred K my first year in Atlanta. Wow. It was, it was amazing. It was, I was, I remember, I remember the, cause I didn't grow up making a lot of money. So I remember the feeling of like, Swiping my card without checking what like what the total was. Wow! I was just swiping at Lululemon. I love Lululemon. Um, I'll be there, healthy purchase, swipe, and I'm like, how much was that? Mm-hmm. Afterwards, before I would out like, ooh, how much? Like I would I would know going to the register how much I have to spend. Like yeah. worried, like let me put this back, let me put that back. Like I already know what's in my account, what I can't buy, what I can buy. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, swipe. Like oh, that was two what? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I called myself like, wow, Jordan, you checking the price after you swipe? Yeah. You really comfortable. Yeah. Really comfortable. So that was, 
It was a beautiful year. I had therapists working under me. Um, I was traveling a lot and I was making a lot of money on the road. Before you jump to the money on the road part, when did you know you were going to establish a whole like brand with people under you and all that? The moment I created the business. Got it. Yeah. So what was your vision for when you created it? Um, to one, be one of the biggest black owned therapy businesses in the world. And I really, I truly want to help people. So like, I truly want to heal the world. So that's like, I know, and I have two hands and 24 hours in one day. So I can't heal the world myself. Mm, so you want to duplicate yourself? Want to, yeah. And then also give other, other, other people opportunities. Cause also everybody doesn't want to be healed via me mm. so like cool like maybe you need a different face a different whatever like a different anything so cool let's do it you want to provide that i got you okay so you said you were back on the road and this is when you were like booking tickets all over yeah the United yeah States. yeah like, i was in your city let's do it i was yeah every every weekend i was in a different city mm-hmm. friday afternoon i was in i was in the air monday morning i was landing New York, Dallas, Houston, Chicago, Miami, D.C. Um, where else? I was in Toronto. I was in L.A. Um, Tampa. And a lot of them were just like on repeat because they were just great cities. Okay. I need you to fill in a gap for me because you mentioned young boy in, um, Ni- um, I want to say Niagara Falls because that's where I'm from, but in New York. Um didn't necessarily have the lifestyle of a person who makes a hundred thousand dollars right? <laughs> what did you want to be when you grew up and i'm going to add another question what did you go what were you in college for okay so um what that look like i wanted by high school and like it's like a real question and a real answer it was accountant um i went to like a whole accounting camp in high school um the goal was to be a senior partner at PricewaterhouseCoopers, like early, like as soon as possible, <laughs> making all the money and then pay, buy my mama house and do all the things. Yeah. Um, got to college, I was an accounting major, um, and I switched to a marketing major with accounting minor, and then I switched to minor to graphic design. Okay, marketing with a, a minor in graphic design is what you got your degree in. Yeah. Mm, so you've always been a branding guy. But I've, I've been a photographer since middle school like i've the whole like crop your picture out put a new background behind it on myspace yeah. i've that's i did that back on myspace so like taking pictures editing like being behind a computer and doing graphic art has always been my thing mm. i remember i was a sophomore and one of my track teammates was a senior in a tv writing production class Back when, like, that was a, still a thing. I mean, still a thing now, but, like, it was strange at the time. And I had a video camera, and I loved recording. For one, I always recorded all my races. And then I would, like, watch my races and make sure I study them to get better and better. But I just enjoyed making this content. So we, I think I'm, I pretty much made his project. Like, his, his project for his class that I've never taken. I don't know what the really, the parameters or whatever were. He told me what he had to do. I made it, handed it to him, he got an A, and I was just like, and I never took the class. I never, even later, I, I, but it's just like, content was like natural to me. Like cameras, it's just like, yeah. That's so Turn cool. them all on and have them roll. 
Yeah, and you have a vision for what the do you have do you have a vision for what the final thing is going to be, or do you figure it out when you're editing? Uh, I have a vision. Yeah. I have a, I have a uh, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely, I am a visionary for sure. Like, and it's funny because Claflin is uh, the tagline is the world needs visionaries. Ooh. And I'm definitely like, I create things that aren't created, and I create things that sometimes it's like nobody's doing that mm. how like there's no way like my mind is that genius and nobody nobody has ever thought of it to create it and it's a lot of cases it's like it's not like yeah mm. you're the first so if you wanted to um go to price waterhouse coopers be an accountant and then you went to claflin for that yeah 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 okay so then i have two questions but the first one is what made you change your so yeah what made you change it to marketing and graphic design Oh, I realize I'm too creative for to be an accountant. Mm. Accounting is like black suit, blue suit, yeah. different color tie. Yeah. That's that's your creativity. Pretty much, and it's you can be creative with the numbers. Yeah, it's it, numbers are the numbers. Yeah, it makes sense, and I was good at math. Yeah. Also, ninth grade, mom, I don't know what I want to be. I'm good at numbers. What can somebody good at numbers do? Engineering, accounting, mm. accounting. And and then it was that it was just it was A or B B go forward. And you're also from are you from Jamaica or so both people? both my parents are Jamaican. Mm -hmm. Um and my I was born on this soil, but I'm very much Jamaican. Yeah. Um My and I had this conversation a lot. It's like oh well you're still Americans like yeah I mean I went to the American schools and yeah. I'm a citizen here, but my blood is Jamaican. Every every family member in my family on both sides is Jamaican. Mm -hmm. I grew up eating Jamaican food, getting Jamaican beatings, like all, all the things, like understanding and seeing Jamaica and Jamaican things. So yeah. like had six jobs at one point, like always worked hard. Like, oh, you working like a Jamaican? I'm like, I am. I remember when you first <laughs> told me that, and this is when we were talking about um, your businesses and I was like, you know, I was talking about being specific, hadn't even thought about the fact that you had already narrowed down your niche. Yeah. Before. <laughs> I mean, you were like, no, I'm, I'm Jamaican. And it wasn't until I saw a podcast, I was like, ah. Yeah, when you Jamaican, you, you, you just go. You just, you do it. You do it all. Like, it's not like it's, and it's really like the, the reality of, and then like watching Gary Vee, watching Grant Cardone, these people are are older than me. I'm 31. So like, they have two decades or more on me and they're going 10 times, 20 times faster. Yeah. What's my excuse? Why am I going so slow? Mm. Just because the average person who's making average money or whatever, like they want to go at a regular, whatever pace they set, yeah. I'm going to go faster because I can't, I'm young. Like when I was traveling all the time, I was three years ago. So I was 28. Yeah. I could be, I could be on a plane every Friday and every Monday. I can I can now I can sleep for five hours and wake up and run and work all day and at midnight then go to the gym to work out just to go back to sleep to wake up to run again and do everything again then until you get on the flight and go and work on nine people a day and then what else am I doing I'm 28 like yeah. and my vision is to make money like I wasn't trying to do any of the extra stuff like I also didn't go to any parties I went to like two parties that year mm. in 2018. One, I had, a, I had a blast. The other one, I was like, oh, this could have been better. The other one, I was like, I had a blast. I was like, wow, I forgot I enjoy partying. 
Would you consider yourself a, a social person? Because I met you yeah. in that time. You were very focused. Yeah, yeah. I was. If it wasn't networking, workout, work, if it didn't have the word work in it, I wasn't trying to do it. But yes, I'm yeah, super social. Super social. Yeah. I mean, with uh, I think with Corona, if I'm placing this right, 2018 was your like work year. Mm-hmm. 2019 was maybe a stabilization. Oh no, you tried some more stuff because that's when you opened the studio. I opened the studio in 2018. 2018. I closed it in 2019. Okay, got you. And then Corona happened, right? So as much as you could have been like partying in 2019. It shut down however uh i was still 2018 was a work devoted year i was engaged my my ex-fiance she was in connecticut in school in chiropractic school so while she was there i was like i can't have fun I, it'll it'll be rude of me to have fun mm. while i'm here while she's up there in school and i'm i'm down here for a purpose to work mm. build this business so she could just fall right into it and they could just expand and grow and build and build and build so that was my focus. Towards the end of the year, shifted focus, lost focus of, of the relationship, I'll say. Um, the accolades got to me. It fed my ego. And I, and I think about how even like sometimes how I said like, I was still in Uber and Lyft and all that and people, like, people would drop me off. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is my business. But I would say it with such like, yeah, yeah this is my business. This is mine, like, mm. and it's like, it got to me and it got, I got comfortable. Mm. So that drive that got me to studio in seven months, it, it got really comfortable. And then I started to play and not in the, the normal way. Mm. Um, so then it became, you know, relation, like activity outside the relationship, um, which was, I guess what I wanted at the time, but not healthy and not you know that's why there's an ex-fiance and not a wife Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but then i maybe kind of realize other things for myself um so now i'm in a now i chose i chose a lifestyle of a polyamorous lifestyle so that's led to that and then 2019 became more of like a who is like who is jordan 2018 was movement by jordan it was all business like Oh, mostly business. 2019 was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm single. Like, I could do things. I could like go and get tattoos. I'm traveling just for personal reasons. Like, I just want to see her. I want to see her. And it was a lot of personal things, but it wasn't as business focused. And then I ended up having to close the studio, mm-hmm. and then still go through a lot. And I had, I got sick the summer. I was like, I had colitis. Mm, colitis. It's the inflammation of your colon. But like usually your colon has all type of just crap in it and it needs to like flood out and it's it's terrible. It's pain it's so painful. It was like a week of like excruciating pain. Jeez. Like I couldn't sleep. I couldn't even sit like there was no comfortable position. Any position I thought was comfortable was comfortable for three seconds. And then it's like I have to shift and shift and lay and I had to run to the bathroom every three minutes. It was yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, I believe unhealthy eating for one in general, Uh um, but I was in Houston, I had some Chipotle, I didn't eat it right away. I left it out for some hours and ate it later. Uh And that was, I believe the onset of it, but I also was eating anything for the most part. 
Um, so now I'm more plant-based. Um, so that was, you know, to try to keep all that cleaned up and all that. But mm-hmm. yeah, so 2019 was a very, who is Jordan? And then as I'm finding out, it rolls into 2020 and I'm like, yeah, I'm about to do this. And then COVID's like, psych. Right. <laughs> Sit your butt down. Yeah. Um, in the spirit of work and play, one of the things that I um, hold really close to my heart and clearly the, the podcast is work and play because I admire the the fact that we as entrepreneurs get to create whatever work atmosphere we want. Mm-hmm. But I hear kind of a cautionary tale that maybe I need to like be hip to. So what was, what did you learn in that like, uh, you know, pendulum swing to extra play when you were so focused on work? What did you learn from losing your, um, your studio? Um, remember, the fire you the remember the fire when you first ignited it that fire goes out if you don't keep feeding it mm. and if you're if, like to actually create fire like taking what two woods and you like to create fire it takes energy. energy and it's just like if we just take that same energy to create it to keep it it'll be bigger and bigger and bigger but a lot of times we create it and it's like okay cool we may throw a stick in there Throwing a stick in the fire is not the same energy as it takes to like two, rub two sticks together to create it. Mm. And I think if I would have remembered all the energy I put into getting there, it, I would still have it. Mm. Um, yeah. And also, I think the work in play is just, it could be, it could work. It, it differs per person. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't need to play as much then. I also view my life super young. 28 is like ultra young. And like, yeah, work. Like I remember my best friend's dad told me this quote, like the youth is wasted on the young. And I was like, I'm not wasting my youth. Like I'm young and I'm not wasting my youth. Like I'm going to work all the hours I can. Because mm-hmm. I, cause I can, because I'm 28. Yeah. I'm 31. I could really, I could still do it. But now I'm like, I feel like my life is actually beginning now. Mm. Like my baby's on the way and like when they get here like that's that is day one that is chapter one this whole thing is like a long prelude a preparation even you know just it's it's literally this is all recess Mm. like class is about to be in session that's real so this is just a really long recess Mm. and it's like the bell's ringing now okay it's time to get to class got it yeah so i'm gonna have tons of fun still but like the fun that I actually want to enjoy with my family, like I did all my travel. If I wasn't making money, I wasn't going there. 2019, I played a little bit because it was like, I'll go there for her. I'll go there for her. But other than that, and I was still trying to make money everywhere I went. Even like, hey, like I'm going to book a session while we're there because people want me here. People need help and I can make money. But now, like I didn't want to like go and like see the city. So I'm like. I don't want to tell my kids a story about the cities I've been to. I want to be there with them. And then we share our stories. Like, remember when we were in Italy? Remember when we were here? Mm. That seems, even with my partner, like, because I was all those travels, like, single or solo. So I want to, like, create that together. I love that. I love that. I think the prelude, you did your life a, a great, uh, you did it justice, right? By living the way you did. 
because you had some hard working times. You've had some decent failures to, mm-hmm. to speak of. You've had love. Yeah, had a couple of them. Right? <laughs> like literally. So now you have a lot of stories to share. I'm, I'm curious what you learned. You said, um, Claflin? Claflin. Claflin. You said that, um, the tagline was the world needs more visionaries. Mm-hmm. What specifically do you think they taught you in the institution to help you kind of own this this visionary time? Oh, they didn't. That's that came all. That's all you. That's huh? that's me. Um, that's I had I had a clothing line in high. I was selling candy in middle school. I was making custom shirts and selling them in middle school to high school, then to a clothing line by, a custom clothing line by high school. Uh, the world need, me going to a place that says our tagline is the world needs visionaries and I'm already a visionary, is alignment. It's alignment. It's not like they made me a visionary. Mm. The visionary went to the place that said the world needs visionaries. So it's just like, um, there are things definitely the Claflin, the Claflin confidence. Um, so there's there's that. The um, confidence. Yeah. So it's, it's doing everything. Just you know, be super confident with anything you do. Um, so there's that. I feel like I was already confident. Um, I pledge Kappa. Kappas are known to be cocky, but also there's just le- there's a high level of confidence with Kappas. It's like you know what you've been through. You know what you did to get here. You know. You know what solid ground you're standing on. So, like, put your best foot forward and just go. Hmm. I never looked at it that way. I, I mean, then again, I don't know much about the Divine Nine. Um, but you would say Kappas are characterized as more cocky than other? Or do you? Yeah. Think, yeah? Yeah. Okay. How, how does, how does confidence look in the Kappa world versus other worlds? <laughs> um outfits swag like mm. it's just you see you see your standard kappa and they're they're decked out like bow ties accessories watches belts like suits like off mat like outfits is just like incredible but also they're behind all of that is like a solid mind good grades like athletic like it's it's just a, a high level of confidence with kappas it's mm. just it screams out and that's why the ladies usually scream out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, com- speaking of confidence, you said that uh, in your journey to create content and starting to get your first couple of clients, even even before we started this in- interview, you were talking about just getting influenced, like speaking with influential people all the time, having great, powerful people on your um, bench, stretching them out. One of the, like now in 2021, mm-hmm. after you have the system, you know how to utilize the algorithm, how to create content. The really next step is like developing the confidence to reach out to your avatar, your ideal client. But then also like to take bold moves like you did, which which is like reaching out to an influencer and, um, you know, asking them to wear your t-shirt or right. asking them if they, if they want a free service, right? So speaking of confidence in that space, and I'm, I have a bit of an idea because you said you've always been popular, right? But were you ever nervous reaching out to people who were like maybe famous or somebody who seemed like they were at a higher vibration than you? Um, 
No. Yes, yes, yes. Thank and you. Give me something. Yes. I'm like, oh, this man is impervious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Gary Vee is like, what's worse going to happen? Facts. So I was like, if they say no, I'm back where you started. So I'm like, so there's, yeah, there's plenty of people I've DM'd. Um, the funny thing is, there's a lot of people who I DM'd. I DM, like, I feel like I DM'd everybody. Like, you could DM, like, you could DM 15 people a day and still leave 85 people on the table. And for some people, like, 15 people a day, I'm like, how long would that take you? Right. And you're going to copy and paste the same message. Change the name. Change what you like about the person or change what you like about their page. Like, it's, it's really quick. But tell me about the person that you were actually somewhat nervous about and then you had to channel your, your Gary Vee. Um, anybody who I feel like their content looks super sharp and clean and they had... They had a K next to their name. Honestly, when I, back when I was just at like 9,000, I just got to 10K and I'm reaching out to all these people who don't know me at all. Some, and I would DM a lot of people and some people, and I don't remember now, like who all, it's just, there were, there were no like actual like celebrities. They were all just big Instagram accounts. Mm. Um, some wouldn't see, the, wouldn't see it or some would see it and not respond. And then a month later, after I worked on, because I went, I made my way through Atlanta. So like, a month later, after you realize like all of Atlanta is coming to me, then I see a message like, oh my gosh, hey, I'm just seeing this message. I'm like, no, you're not. You just see that I'm, I'm work, like, I've now been validated by your people. Before I wasn't validated. Yeah. I was just some guy in a woman's DM trying to like sell this, trying to like offer a massage. Mm. But you didn't even take the time to like check out my thing. But now that you've seen her, her and him and her all like come to me and like, oh my gosh, now I need to get, and it's like, it's, it's okay. Like I won't take it personal. You can still come in cause I still want to leverage your followers into my, into my pocket. Mm -hmm. I did. Mm. And also help people. Like everybody I work on, Liddy's help. But yes, at the end of the day, business wise, I'm leveraging your followers into my pocket. Yeah, it, it you being a, a movement coach provides a really, you know, it allows you to break barriers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like you're gonna come in and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna stretch. Even me, when I met you at Stretch, now that I stretch people, like that's a great way to just kind of get to know people and just it's a great like energy exchange. It is. It um, is. I love you're it. Good at what you do. So. You know, it might be a little weird at first, but we're going to get into this space and then you're going to feel comfortable. We're going to stretch you out. And I'm used to talking to complete strangers and getting very vulnerable very fast. Mm. Like, it's just, it's cool. Like, mm -hmm. and also, like, I understand that they're their most vulnerable, like, they may be at one of their most vulnerable states. Like, yeah. you're kind of half naked. You're in a short shorts, sports bra, short shorts as for a guy, no shirt, and just on the table with a stranger. And they're going to make you feel better. But you're in pain, so you could be in pain. You may want to move better. You have certain goals. That even makes you even more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And then, so to match them, I'm just like, just share my vulnerability. So I'm just sharing my story, whatever, like, whatever, the, wherever the conversation goes. I'm just like, yeah, like this is it. And then they start to open up and start to like, like realize. And then their body actually starts to feel better. So like, oh, you know what you're doing? Okay, I could, yeah, I can relax now. Yeah, but. I, I get it. I'm used to it. Like, yeah. I people's bodies they guard at first, and I'm like, I get it. 
your body's like, who's a stranger? After the body starts to feel good, it's like, okay, we can let him in. Mm, that's dope. You want to see how uh, connections work? And you don't know this, um, but one of the people that you interviewed, I don't even know, you probably, Rashidat, do you still? Yeah. So years, this was years ago, and I think it was before she even had a following, because I think she was still going, like being very vulnerable on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's, that's a strategy, right? Share it all on Instagram, but... <laughs> The reason that I said the connection is so, this is how it works. So you stretched her and I think from you stretching her, I started looking at what she had going on. I was still in my corporate job at the time. Mm. And I was like, who is this chick? I don't know what enticed me to figure out who she was. So I went to her page, saw everything that she had going on. She had a retreat happening in Chicago. Mm. And um, I don't know if she's ever done retreats before or after right. based on social media that is but something for me told me like okay i needed to change my life this was i think i was uh think, i think i was teaching bar okay wow because <laughs> clearly i was already following you yeah um but i still wanted to change my life and so i booked a ticket to chicago and i just went to her three-day retreat, retreat. And it was life changing for me because I, that's what I needed for my soul. Right. I just knew I needed soul work, and she was the one um, in the space to do it. So one, social media is powerful for that because that was the first time I truly made a purchase, a large purchase that is um, from someone I met, and I met her through you. So I think it was even credibility that someone I think is cool stretched this person. And I think you guys might have you were doing something fun. I think you were doing yoga. At You're time. doing uh, animal flow. Yes, yeah. that's what it was. It, you weren't even, you might have stretched her. I did. I mean, we, it was, it was probably two posts. One, I worked on her. Another one was Animal Flow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to sum all that up, that was the beginning of my journey to changing um, my life, so to speak. Right? You're welcome. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's dope. That's, it's, it's. A lot of things are full circle like that, and the world is so small. Yeah. Like, it's big, but it's so small because it's just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know that person out there, but because I'm here, I may see her another time somewhere, and be like, oh my God, and it, it just, it may, I don't know. Like, a lot of people come to me randomly, and they'll be like, hey, like, oh my gosh, I've been watching, like, I watch your videos, like, I could be at Chick-fil-A ordering something, whatever, and it's like... You look familiar. You are, you're moving by Jordan. I was like, it's me. Do I get like free fries? <laughs> you know, like I get leverage. Like, does, does, do I get something? Like, no, seriously, do people get you free fries? Uh, no, no. Okay. Um, I tried every time, but not, not yet. You know, not yet. Um, but it's, but it's really dope to know that people who I don't know at all. Mm-hmm are inspired by watching my content and like, and are living better lives. Like, mm. especially when I post like a stretching video and people are like, oh my gosh, like my neck feels so much better, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm helping people without my two hands. Yeah. So it's like, it's beautiful, it's great. It is great. And I will say thank you. Thank you for being such a content person. I also have to thank you publicly for being the catalyst to my content creation. Like I have told you this before, so it's not new. 
but you would not remember. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, you're welcome. It was, and, and, and it's funny because at the time, I'm just like, I'm putting, I'm, I, I categorize things very easily and quick. So I'm like, cool, you're an instructor. You're trying to build your class out using more content. At the time, based off Instagram's current, uh, the algorithm at the time, I understood what it needed. So it just needed sharp content so people actually want to come in. Like, Also, content that connects and resonates with people. Not like, not a, not a picture or a video that seems like too, too goal-oriented, but also like, realistic of like this is where i am this is where you probably where you are mm -hmm. this is where you could be if you do these things so uh i do remember offering advice i feel like somewhere on that it absolutely and that i think it was and this is what's cool about it because i am not a question asker i would struggle and this, this, that's no, <laughs> actually i'm not gonna affirm that that's just who i was You're right right, right, right. I unlearn that every day but i was just like hey i'm trying to create this post and I don't know what to do with it. Then you just really like, yeah, you know, you just clip this art and look, you show me how to do. So we were talking about, what'd you say it was called? Pic uh, Pixar. The, Pixar. The app. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you put words on the picture? So you're like, okay, put it here and placement. And you even like, I even went home, I'm testing out some content and I'm sending you content and you're giving me advice on my content. Yeah. Like you literally. Just send you an invoice for that. Not fact. <laughs> I'm, now I'm uncovering all the, like, I knew you were impactful, but um, I'm actually starting to think about all the stuff that I did, did utilize you for. It was something else that I was just thinking about. You would even like take pictures of my um, classes. My classes. Yeah. I feel like I was a beast when it came to content in the fitness space, but then I had to learn new ways to communicate yeah. my brand as a career coach. Yeah. Yeah. Because every time you switch. Mm -hmm. It's a different, it's a different avatar. Mm -hmm. So, and how, so if I'm, if I'm doing, if I'm doing a stretch, there's really, if I'm doing a, a uh, um, if I'm stretching somebody and I'm recording it, there's different things going to hit different people. So I'm making commercials. I need to make a commercial for the high school athlete. I need to make a commercial for the college slash um, amateur athlete. Commercial for the professional athlete, commercial for mom, commercial for weekend warrior. Like all these are different because they all have, all of them need to get stretched, but all of them are going into it differently for different reasons. Some is like, I want to get to the league. Some is I want to stay in the league. Some is my back just hurts from having three kids. Some is my back hurts from sitting at his desk all day. Others just like, my back hurts from life. So like, if I'm not addressing it differently, then it's gonna, it's not gonna hit the same. Mm, I have to ask about your process because everything that um, we learn in our community is, um, as I learn about content creation, it's not that one avatar, right? And you are, you sound, in, in my mind, I thought, because I come from corporate, I thought once I get really clear on that one avatar, then I'll segment. And then I'll make it broader again. And you sound like you've always been pretty broad. Yeah, I, I don't like marketing. They're like, when you market to everybody, you work as a nobody. Okay. And I don't like it. I'm like, I want everybody. Ah, okay. So you, you go against conventional wisdom. Yeah, I go against conventional everything. <laughs> How's that worked out for you? Uh, I love my life. My life is, you know, my life, I, I feel abundant. And there's certain things. I'm also accepting 
it's different stages. Like, there's a reason why I'm having my kid at 31 and not 21 and not 25 or 26 or whatever. It's like, it's happening now. And the abundance is coming. The abundance is always here. It's just going to show up in different ways. Like, I truly feel the abundance of love and health and like, then there's, yeah. But like, there's other times when like, my body was in better physical performance shape. There's times when my bank account was in better shape. There's times when, but it's also, it's, it's just things come in cycles where, I don't know, I feel like the life, the life I'm gonna, the non-conventionalness is gonna show up greatly later. Also, is unconventional now. But like, mm. the internet was unconventional too. Facts. And then now look at this. Like, mm. nothing happens on the internet. If the, if, the, if the internet went down, how many things would really like crash and burn? Yet, the world operated with no internet just fine. Yeah. But the world would crash and burn now if it went down. So it's like, and so many, especially the older generation was like, oh, that internet, I'm not going to get on there. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to get a smartphone. And everybody's FaceTiming, taking selfies and using emojis. Like, you know, people are like, I'm not going to use an emoji. Like, why would I use the emoji? And, right, but that would maybe, like, only six years ago. Yeah. Like, really, really only six years ago were emojis, like, for some people, they wouldn't use them. Some people didn't text. Some people didn't have a smartphone. Yeah. In in, in America, because other places people don't have iPhones is not like just an, a normal accessible thing. Right. So, I think the 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 trailblazers are usually the unconventional people and usually get ridiculed for it. Mm-hmm. And then later it's normal. Yeah. So, with things like polyamory. I feel like it's all, it's a lot of, I don't say attack. It's a lot of questioning, inquiring, but I'm, I'm seeing it become normal. Mm-hmm. And then when I meet people who are like 50, 40, married, and like, you've been poly for like 10 years. I'm like, wow, you were poly when like nobody was poly. Like nobody was publicly poly. And now it's like, it's a thing. So it's like, and on some cases I'm like, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not really part of any like groups and stuff like that but i see where it's growing and it's like a almost a trend i'm glad you were this i'm glad you so i'm seeing the trend and it's just like that's cool but also there's and i also hear a lot of people who might have attempted it and, and failed but i'm like i'm realizing now like we don't there's not we don't have many mentors in it mm. if you if you're looking for count like if you want to get married, if you're in a monogamous relationship, you can ask mom, dad, uncle, mentor about like, how do I, how should I be in a relationship? And they are mentors of it because they've lived it. They've done it multiple times or whatever. There's not a lot of people, there's not a lot of black people who, a lot of black men who've successfully operated and lived a polyamorous lifestyle yeah. that I could be like, hey, how did you do this? Or I could see it to be like, Oh, it works like this. You know, these are things you have to do. Mm-hmm. Another term that I've heard poly- polyamory being used as is ethical non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. And so when you break it down to that level, ethical non-monogamy, and then you talk about having mentorship as black men in that space, 
I think black men in general need mentors on being ethical, maybe, or ethically loving someone. And then... Black men. Hey, y'all. Let me tell you about my friends at Run the World Clothing. Run the World is a community empowerment brand that chooses to educate on black history, black culture, and black radical thought through apparel and experiences. Run the World is a vessel to celebrate the black experience for our black people and our allies. And I have on one of their latest pieces from this season's collection. So if you haven't seen Run the World Vic's episode on the Work and Play podcast, go check it out or go to their website to check out some of their apparel. Now let's get back to the episode. I need mentors on how to love. On how to love. Ethically General. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. How to love. Yeah, I think that's... And, and how to maneuver relationships. Mm, yes. Business, personal, mm -hmm. romantic, uh, familial, however, like, just how to maneuver relationships. And yes. I feel like we... People do. Yeah. Black men, for sure. But yeah. people do. Yes, because when I, and right, people do, but we know the black experience. So I'm thinking right. when it comes to boundaries, mama and girlfriend gets confused when it comes to black men. Um, maybe business partner. And I don't know the entire black male experience, but because I'm a woman, I do know mama and, um, mama and sister get caught up in like cross wires, uh, mama and girlfriend, mama and wife. You know, it, those are like the. A lot of it starts stems from the mom. Like I, honestly, like I'm in, like I'm in therapy now, and a lot of my things I'll, I'm looking at and working. Even before therapy, last year, I was able to uh, not confront, but have a conversation with my mom about, like I actually have. Um, oh, I don't know how to describe this term. Um, not detachment uh when you're thrown away i actually have abandonment oh, okay. issues mm -hmm. from the relationship from my mom mm. and i told her this and she was like wow like i'm you know and we were able to you know go through it and have like a tear-jerking conversation and she was like i'm sorry that you know i'm the reason why you're moving this way or feel this way but a lot of the situations do come from our like from men if you for men and however you love it's definitely gonna come from your relationship with your mom. Mm. Most of the time. If you speaking from the perspective of as a heterosexual man who likes women. Yeah. Cause that's the first woman you love. Yeah. 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 So she is dictating how she's gonna love how you're gonna love another woman or how another woman will love you. And I and I'm 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 so grateful I'm learning it now and seeing that clearly because I'm like, whether I have a like especially if I have a little girl, like we don't know the gender. So if I have a little girl, it's going to be like, I have to make sure I love her unconditionally, like hard, like real, like just raw. And like, so that way when she, as she's grown up and she starts to date, she, she knows what love feels like. Yeah. She knows what it looks like in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. um, we're all going to make mistakes because we're human, but like. If I can make this as, as, as minimal mistakes as possible and like show her, even my son, like just same way, like boy or girl, like I'm going to love them unconditionally either way. But like, I feel like for men, relationships with our mothers really dictate how we expect and how we go into relationships. So if we were to generalize, what type of love creates the flavor of like polyamory versus 
monogamy. And this is this could be through anecdotal like unconditional. Unconditional love breeds a polyamorous man, generally speaking. Uh yes. Well, huh. I learned unconditional love. I learned real unconditional love in polyamory. You learn real so you don't feel like you have real unconditional love until polyamory. Yeah. What part about polyamory feels like unconditional love? I can love you no matter who you're with. No matter what you're doing, whether it's with me or not. Monogamy feels super conditional. You better not leave me. You better not cheat on me. You better not do this. Mm. If you do, I'm gone. Mm. If you break these vows, it's like it's so it's so many conditions. It feels conditional. Yeah. It feels very conditional. And for a lot of people, it is very conditional. Yes. I have heard people say yeah. like, cheat on me, I'm out. It's, it's like, I can't make any mistakes. Yeah, it's you know, super conditional versus, and also even your, in your choice, because you have to choose one. Mm-hmm. Like, when I got engaged, it was like, okay, like, well, before that, I was like, I have to choose one, like, the one, which now I'm going to be, it's going to be very unforgiving. Like, and I had my, my list of things, like, if you weren't natural, I wasn't trying to talk to you. Like, I had if I saw if I saw if I saw weave and all that, I just I didn't see you anymore, because I have to choose one. I can't afford. I don't want to look at that. Mm, yeah. I have to choose one person I'm gonna see the rest of my life forever. Oof. I'm 25. You make me I, sound scared. That that's okay. that was my reality as I saw it. So I was like, I have yeah. to choose like they have to be fit, they have to be this, they have to be that. that. Now it's like, like I don't use certain uh, vocabulary. I don't use like I don't use the N word. I don't use the B word. Okay. So if I hear it come out your mouth casually, I already swipe left. Like, you're, you're, you can't be it. The mother of my child won't be using that language. The person I'm moving around with on a daily basis, the one person I'm going to choose is not going to be it. Not going to be using that language. So on a date or in a casual setting and I hear it, I'm like, wow, you are cute too. Mm, like I was rooting for you, sis. <laughs> now, I have, you know, I have two partners now and one she she uses the words ca- casually, but it's like, I still love her. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not bound to that. Mm. And she's also, I'm re- learn, like, I'm just seeing, like, she's still a great person outside of that. Yeah. Like, she's still a great person with that. Yeah. And I can still love her, and I don't have to, whatever my, whatever standard is, I don't have to be, I'm not just bound by that. And whatever else, like... Definitely, I'm definitely like attracted to athletes and even height wise. Like, if you're not 5'7 or 5'8, it's like I'm not really trying to. And it's like, it's all these things are okay. Mm. So, it's true, unconditional. Mm. Um, okay. From the choose, from the, from the before even going into a relationship. But then when you're in it, and it's like, yeah, like it's, and I'm, I'm still learning it. Like, my partner now, Sierra, she's told her this morning, like, wow, like you're really really show me unconditional love like we'll have a hard disagreement about something and the next morning it's all love it's like almost even more abundant than it was before and i'm like you're not mad you're not uneasy you're not like and she's like no like i think i was texting her like oh you know i want you to have an amazing day she's like the day's already amazing i woke up next to you and i was like Sure, we were coming bad last night. Like, <laughs> which also kind of, um, if not triggers, but kind of um, the word kind of grazes your abandonment, where, where it's like you have an issue, yeah. you have an issue. Like, 
Oh, she, she might. She She's going to be mad. My mom was mad about things for ever. Yeah. Like, if I do something on Monday, don't ask her nothing by Sunday. Yeah, yeah. She still may, yeah, still may be like a sensitive thing. So it's mm-hmm. like, for us to have a difficult conversation the night before and the next morning, she's like, I, I'm already having an amazing day. I welcome next to you. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. This is real unconditional love. No matter where we are. No matter our disagreement. Because really, it's just a disagreement. It wasn't like a fight or anything. It was just like, a conversation where we disagreed mm-hmm. but it's still like wow mm. and i'm actually able to be more honest and more open and just about everything because i'm not thinking that you're gonna leave i'm not thinking there's uh, like you're there's an abandonment gonna happen yeah. like you're really about to be here like yeah. unconditionally you're really gonna love me and be here yeah and i'm learning it more and more so it's like and that can happen in a monogamous relationship for yeah. sure it's funny that it's like you were reading my mind because I'm like, I believe, so as I was, as I've been doing my own, we, we both have had our, our flavor of self-exploration. And so when I think about polyamory, I think like, I don't really need polyamory to do because I, I love unconditionally anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think I didn't, I don't necessarily have the capacity to love the way I love mo- with multiple people, yeah. but I also like to create environments that are truly unconditionally loving, right? Um, and so I wonder if you have experienced that in a monogamous relationship. Um, and you know, n- not to make this a, a therapeutic conversation, but it is going there. Um, if you had not been maybe traumatized, trauma I use very generally because mm-hmm. I think everything is trauma, by like um, experiencing your first, your first uh, engagement ending because of a consequence, then I wonder if I was well, I wanted to do poly before her. You wanted to do poly before her. So really you were kind of testing the lifestyle you wanted anyway. You were kind of forcing it. Yeah, to I was yeah, I was like, I wanted poly, I met her, I was like, all right, maybe I don't need two, I just need the right one. You're the right one. But also under the conditioning of like married, kids, like that, like the way to get family is find one and propose, be engaged, get married. That's the only way, because yeah. raised Christians, so that's that's the way. Yeah. And I'm, and then once you relinquish yourself of certain attachments to beliefs, then you realize like you could create a family any way you want. Like it doesn't have to be like attached to this belief. It it says it should be this way, but there's pastors and bishops and all this with stepkids and ex-wives and all these things so it's like families are created however they're created mm-hmm. whether a lo- whether it's a, a love child or whatever families are still created however but if your intention is to be here love this person and create a family like what's wrong in that oh because we didn't like stand before somebody and say i do i do mm-hmm. and jump over a broom and like whatever it may be where it's like my family is no less than than anybody who said I do, mm-hmm. and it's no greater than anybody who said I do either. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I let go of that, mm. and that's what allowed me to really dive further into Polly. But also, like, you know what? I gave monogamy a real try. Mm-hmm. Real try. I'm gonna give Polly a try. Like, if if it fails me, monogamy will always be there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going anywhere. Like, no, there's nobody like, no, 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 no. no. I, I don't want just you anymore. I just 
but not gonna be will always be there but like people will always be here so it's like give Polly a try and, I'm, and really I'm like I personally can't see me with just like just one 31 I plan on, I, I'm gonna live like mm-hmm. you've lived so much but, and I got like seven more decades to go <laughs> so like Sierra is an amazing woman and I love her it's not it's not just gonna be her yeah like not that it can't because it can but by my choice it wouldn't it wouldn't be by choice she would be there the whole ride but not just her and i wouldn't want her to just have me like i'm like as amazing as i am i'm just me and i can't feel all of her I can't match all of her. She can't match all of me. So there's other people that have to play those parts if we want to live a real, true, abundant life. Ooh, yeah. It's, what you're explaining sounds full. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I think exploring this topic because we both come from like a self-actualization foundation, like believing in self-actualization. I think whatever. Um, whatever your mental constraints are, whatever your mental map says, then you decide what that life looks like for you, right? So for me, similar to what you're saying, it it sounds full. It sounds like you'll have multiple people who are able to fulfill a part of yourself because you've explored all these different parts of yourself and you're not just going to let the photographer side of you die just because you're with one person, right? That's that's how monogamy feels. It's just like... And I think that's my mind feels like I have home base, like monogamy would be home base, but as social as I am, even if, like as I get even more into entrepreneurship, I feel like I would just like to have home base, which is my foundation of love, intimacy, sexuality, that stuff. And then I guess to like network and have great conversations and break down barriers in those conversations as well that I maybe is unconventional for your typical monogamous person, but they're conversations that I want to have nonetheless. You know what I mean? Mm. Like about sexuality, about whatever, whatever you like, whatever I like, just whatever. And then I have home base. You know what I mean? Like that's where I, that's what, that's the way I envision it. Yeah. But I think that's because that's the way my mental map works. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't necessarily feel constraining. And even when I've been in a, a monogamous relationship, it was the flavor that I liked, but it wasn't polyamory. So, needless <laughs> to say, um, I I really am I'm enjoying this conversation. One because uh, you said this, you um, allow people to explore different parts of their identity, and and so many times people like pigeonhole people. So I'm just enjoying learning other yeah. sides of that I didn't even know was there. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. see you growing on Instagram, and even though I met you and knew you at a time. You've, you've evolved two or three times. Exactly. <laughs> Thinking about it, like on social media, I remember when um, you started to be more public about Polly and your content mm-hmm. started to change, right? Yeah. Was your... COVID, look, see, COVID gave everybody time. Ah, you Co- Co- COVID gave everybody time. So it was just like, everybody was bored. Everybody, and I was just like... I'm like, is that his butt? Yeah, I was like... Just, but also like, just... And the funny thing about it, like... Because I work in categories, my nudist life 
doesn't change, doesn't affect my love lifestyle. It doesn't change my sexuality. I'm just a nudist. Mm -hmm. So like being a nudist doesn't mean I love multiple people. Being a nudist doesn't mean I'm a super freak in a good way or a bad way. Like it just means I'm a nudist. Mm -hmm. Me loving multiple people doesn't mean I'm a nudist. It just means I love multiple people. So it's like, it's very interesting. It's just like how people sexualize and, and clump together certain people. Maybe because other people, other nudists that you do follow or see, they do X, Y, and Z. But I think people just see, they just sexualize nudity. Yeah. And they, they put it in the category of like unconventional in general. So anything unconventional, we're just going to throw it in that pile. Yeah. So all your nudists, yeah, that makes sense. Because you poly, you do this, you want to be a sex coach, yeah, that makes sense for you. It's like, mm. actually, I'm a whole model. Like, I've been in stores. Like, yeah, I... Nike. Adidas. Adidas. Yes. yes. Three-stripe gang. Um, but yeah, so it's like, and I've been modeling, like, from high school. And I've been a photographer, so I'm like... I enjoy the art. I also love the body. That's why I do what I do. So I love the body. I love photography. I love modeling. I love art. So why would I not use my body as art mm. and photograph myself or be a model in front of somebody else's and then like and then share my art? Mm-hmm. Like why? Like, but that's how my mind works of taking all my categories and putting them in one and then like, yeah. So I, I love. I love bodies in general. I love I, and I love nude. I love the color of my skin. I love I love melanated people. So it's like it's beautiful. And I was looking at a, um, Diana, the one of the um, women I, sh- I sh- shot a lot of sh- um, shot a lot of shoots with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw her post, and she was just she was obviously naked because she's a full nudist, and she was like it was just dope picture, but I, I didn't see her body. I saw the fridge that she was opening. It looked like she was like in a little trailer. So I saw the scene. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that is her ass. Like after the fact. But I'm looking at the scene because that's how I see photography. I'm not like, oh, yeah. On the flip side, I'm going to sexualize myself because why not? Like, why not even the odds? You know what the the audience is looking at. But like if women are sexualized so much, like I'm not gonna leverage, I'm gonna leverage my business and myself by sexualizing myself versus the common man who sexualizes the woman. The average man, I'll say common man, mm-hmm. but like they, you know, like if they're a therapist, they'll just, like most of these, uh, most of these, not most, some of these male massage therapists who are just rubbing people down, the woman looks very sexy, very sensual, and, and they're just there doing it. Mm-hmm. But they're not really, they're not putting themselves out there and being very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. When I'm put, I'm vulnerable. It's my ass out there. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're really. Yeah, I'm. It's, I'm <laughs> like that's literally my ass on the line. Like it's on, like as from the Google thing, like on the line, like on, yeah. like oh, you get on the line, like that whole thing. I'm literally putting my ass on the line, <laughs> and but that's that's the beauty of vulnerability, though. Like, mm. take it or leave it. And I lose, I lose, I actually lose followers when I post that. Yeah, I was gonna ask you what the analytics look like. I, I every I think every time, because there's some people who cat again categorize. Mm-hmm. They're here for the stretches. Yeah, they're here for information. They're here to learn. Mm-hmm. I didn't come for your ass, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan. I'm so they're gone. I I literally last COVID, somebody DM me like, "Hey, 
are you still a therapist? Or are you just doing this whole modeling thing? Like, because I'm just wondering if I should. I'm like, I'm still a therapist. I mean, I'm, but again, I use my personal page as my business for all pages. So it's like, yeah. You're, you're a true personal brand. Yes. Did you think about, because um, you've done Adidas, right? You've done these like very corporate um, uh, sponsorship related like photos. Do you think about not only your audience shifting, but like your business opportunities shifting? No. Um, trying to think when they reached out, if I already did a nude shoot. I feel, like I, did, I feel like I already had a nude shoot out when they when they reached out to me. Mm. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm lying. Those are different years. I didn't. I didn't think about it. I don't think about it. But also, like, I'm creating my my ideal audience, and I love it. I think I I I, I love the fact that all my clients now are people who know me. If I was to be shirtless during a session, because out of my comfort, most of my clients would be like, "Yeah, Jordan." Like, I know who I booked. Mm -hmm. I know who I'm booking with. Mm -hmm. And it's not a crazy thing. It's like, yeah, Jordan's a whole nudist, so that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Versus like, oh my gosh, you're so unprofessional. Like, how would you... Da -da -da. And it's like, it's my business. Like you're, like, you're spending time... Like, you requested my time. You want me to You want me to put clothes on for you? You could... If this is this uncomfortable for you, you could leave. And somebody else who doesn't care that I have clothes off would gladly be here. So I think I'm, it's a beauty that I'm creating. I'm having the opportunity to create the people. So on one end, it's like, man, I'm losing people. It's like, did I want them? They weren't for you anyway. Did I, did I really want those people? Yeah. If my ass offends you, you could you could be gone. Mm. My mom blocked me at one point in time. Did she? Yeah. She's like, listen, bro, I am not trying to see my... I, I wiped this butt. I do not want to see it on my She was like, I want to see your ass. And she, yeah, she <laughs> called me, you know, cursed me out. And like, you know, I get in one of those moments of like... Abandonment, like just yeah. like, just toss me away. Like I don't want to see this. You're doing something that I don't approve of. I don't like it. Be gone. Mm. And it's like, you know, she obviously is back and follows now, and even likes my post now. And I'll be like, wow, look at you, ma. Mm -hmm. I mean, parents can grow. It's interesting that we have to like raise our parents, um, but I do believe that our generation specifically. We just, we are here to <laughs> raise our parents emotionally. Yeah. Or, I mean, I don't know. Yes. In general. I think no matter what generation. Because, like, Flash will raise me. Mm -hmm. Flash has already raised me. Mm -hmm. And help you get you Since March, was I found out of their conception, I have leveled up tremendously. Because I'm like, there's a whole child that's going to depend on me. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, we as people just go through our cycles. And I'm watching my mom, like, you know, finalize her divorce with my dad, and she moved to Florida, and I'm like, and Sierra's asking me, like, what is your, what is your mom like? I'm like, I don't know, so that's a whole new woman right now. And she, you know, we were talking about it the other day, she was like, you know, I'm really, for the first time in over 20 years, I'm living by myself, like, for myself. Mm. Not for a man, not for a family, like, just uh, 30 years, really, because, yeah. Cause I think, yeah, because they were together with me mm -hmm. for herself. And it's beautiful. And I'm like, wow, I'm so happy for you. Like, you get to be you. And women, unfortunately, don't get to be them. Mm. Girls are born to their, to their parents, to their daughter. 
they grow up and then they become, they really just quickly become a wife, like traditionally. They become a wife. So they, they go from possession of, from their father, from having their father's last name, to the new man, I take their last name, so you're now a wife. Then you become a mother, and then that's really it. There's no like, I'm a woman. But this generation is like, I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not so-and-so's daughter. I'm nobody's, nobody else's. I don't have any kids, I don't have a husband. I may have a little boyfriend, but you don't want to know about him. And I'm a woman. Mm. And it's like, my mom didn't come from that generation though. Yeah. So she's now her own woman for her. And, but she's always moved and walked like that anyway, but they're still knowing like, I got kids. Yeah. I mean, and she's still, you know, she, and she's a grandma now, about to be, so. But it's just beautiful to see that. So I think in general, watching her go like watch watching both my parents transition into this next phase is like wow we're always evolving always. and it's you know and our generation is going to evolve a lot and so i'm a pisces i evolve with the day like the sun may rise and I'm, I'm on one level and then somebody said i'm on a whole different level and like things change and me and sierra talking about this morning like she she changes her mind a lot and she is like, and I was like, I change a lot, my mind a lot too, just at a higher frequency. She's like, yeah, yours is like way too fast. I'm like, it's, it's not too fast. It's like, that's how I flow. Like, I just, today I want this, tomorrow I want that. Like, and you're mad at me because I don't know what I want, but I do. Just in that moment, it just, they change quicker. Yeah. Yours may last a year. Mine is like the day. <laughs> in this next chapter of your life, so, um, children, I feel like are the most, you know, God willing, they outlive us, right? It's the most constant thing, most consistent thing, most committed thing that we can do as humans. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> how are you preparing yourself for that level of commitment? I've been committed to it. I think when I was, I remember being 18 and I was like, if I could look into the future, I would just see my firstborn child. Okay. Like not the woman, just the child. So I've, I've always wanted kids. Mm-hmm. I've always been committed to it to the level where the reason why I'm only having my first kid now is because I haven't found another, a womb that was ready and prepared for my child. Okay. I hear you. The only the, what I'm was discomfort in my body right now is you say kid and child, but what it's a whole human. So like the commitment is actually the adult. Right, 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 right. So human, like the Got it. the right womb that's to carry my human. The human, like I, because I already know I'm I'm gonna like I'm gonna produce superhumans. Yeah. So like every womb can't carry that. So I'm intentionally. I've intentionally waited to this moment to create, to the person who can carry the superhuman, the superhumans. How much of your, how much of your uh, preference for raising a child went into you choosing a partner or, uh, you know, the mother of your child? <sighs> All of it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's yeah, but that's about like raising kids and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's that. I mean, any date, first conversation is gonna be first 
first date, early conversation is going to be kids. Mm. Like, if you don't want kids, then cool, I already know we're not going to. Or or you won't be a childbearing partner. Um, if you do want kids, cool. Like, where you want to live, how you want to raise them, like, what are we doing? Like, home birth? Yeah? Okay, good. Like, homeschool? Great. Like, they're going to be whatever they want to be? Great. Like, when they're like multiple languages by three phenomenal like all these things like i'm like serena's movie or um yeah the king king richard's movie comes out in november i'm like i'm being in the movies taking notes like yeah i'm i think about raising a future olympian like and knowing what that's gonna take the dedication how much they may not like me during certain times or like when it'll pay off they'll be ecstatic and so happy i did it but like yeah I'm looking at altering my whole work life for them. I'm like, I don't want to do sessions anymore. I just want to be home with my kid. Mm-hmm. And then later, like going to recitals, going to practices, going to the, like going wherever I need to go. Like if it's better to for us to live in a Spanish speaking country for them to learn Spanish, we're going. Like it's more important for them to know Spanish than me. The future will be speaking. will be bilingual. Yeah. Like, we got away with like not speaking Spanish or speaking another language, but the future, it, that won't last. Mm. You'll be better set by doing that. So yes, I'm very committed to like kid, like I, I'm, I get excited. I'm like, man, if I have a daughter, she's gonna like, she's gonna have like titties. <laughs> True. You thinking, yes. She gonna like, she gonna start having sex. Yeah. Like probably with like a boy. And he may not be it. And she may cry. She gonna have, like, and but I also think, like, legacy. Like, I'm thinking, like, I can't wait to be standing at this really long table and, like, looking at my grandkids and, like, 20, like, 20 grandkids. Because I, you know, hopefully I have, like, five or six kids and they have a whole bunch of kids. like, and looking at my partner or partners and, like, we did it. Like we we were here, like we made it, like we, and even if it's great cranes that like it's, I lo- yes, I'm very committed on like shaping and keeping my life very fluid. Like I can't work at nine to five. Now who's up? I gotta be home. I even now I'm like, I gotta switch up my life and when I'm working because I need to be home mm-hmm. with my kids. Like if not all the time, like. Most of the time, <laughs> like really, really, if not all the time, all the time. <laughs> yeah. And what will you be doing? I think this next chapter mm-hmm. um, of you being a dad is also um, this this next chapter of being a sex therapist. Yeah. Would you say sex, ther- sex therapist? Sex, sex coach, but sex yeah. Coach. So um, I was going to ask, what will you, what do you envision yourself doing as a, prof- do you envision your profession, you know, kind of like as you envision your child or? Yeah, um, I do. I think about, I think about me being for one a whole dad brand because I definitely like. You think content creation is going is up now? <laughs> when Flash gets here, follow Flash on the move. He, yeah. they already have over two hundred followers. They're, oh, really? they're they're already a brand ambassador. Flash on the move. Flash on the move. Flash is a brand ambassador already. Has made up fifteen dollars thus far. What? I'm. Yeah. I, it flashes like you know like i think my, i see things like pinky like like my daughter already has a house and it's like that's what's up that's like and that's 
certain levels, everybody has their thing, but I'm like, Flash is already in Brand Ambassador and like will be, will, will, like will be. Like if I know how to leverage social media for me and I got to hold the camera, if I go hold the camera for somebody else and people just love cuteness anyway, what? Easy Fla easy. Flash about to be in movies. Flash about to be a three-year-old, like a black three-year-old speaking Spanish. Who doesn't want them in a movie? So where does but sex coach. decision come into that? You right? You did say sex coach. You kind of took my brain into yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So <laughs> okay, we'll do be, sex coach. I'll be a whole dad brand on top of like normalizing. Like yes, I'm a parent. Things are different now. Most people's excuse why not they're not having sex is they have kids and there's no time. There's no this. There's that. And it's like duality. And really like preaching and promoting duality. Like you can be a parent. You can be responsible, and that doesn't mean your life is over. That doesn't mean your adult life is over. It actually means your adult life is starting. Like, you can, and it's very, very on time for me to, like, start this business at the same time I'm starting this brand. And I will be very out loud of my dad brand and very out loud of my sex life. But not my sex life, but it's my sex coaching business. And the reality is everybody's having sex. Everybody. Everybody's having sex. Mm -hmm. So why are we not talking about it? But yet you're you're coming in with injuries from your sex that you did that you had incorrectly, or you're coming in with goals because you want to have better sex. Some some of my clients won't tell me. Some of my clients will. They'll be like, "I want to ride my husband longer." Like, you know, it's I'm I'm good. It's cool. But like after like a minute, I you know things start to seize up and lock up, and I want I want to ride him longer. I'm like, great. My mind hears movement. I see the movement, I don't sexualize them, I'm like, ooh, you trying to ride? I was just like, okay, cool. These are tight. So I, I know, I see the movement. Like if you say I sit, I do podcasts all day and my hips are tight, I see the movement and I try to help correct it. Yes. I want to ride my husband longer. I see the movement, I try to correct it. There's no difference. Yeah. Really, now is an easier lane where people can come to me comfortably and say, hey, me and my partner, we've been married for 15 years. We do the same five positions. We want to learn some new positions. Cool, I got you. You'll book my positions and transitions service. Mm. And I'll show you more positions. I'll show you that transition in and out of them safely. Da 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 da. And it's like, you'll be happy because you'll be having better sex. Nice. Positions and transitions. What's the. Hey guys, it's Ariel from the Work and Play podcast. If you're getting any value from this channel, and I mean anything from the tutorials to the podcast to the random videos that you see on this channel, then I just ask that you do one thing. Please subscribe. Subscribe and share this to anyone that you think this resonates with and drop a comment below so I know what other things that you want to see next. Now let's get back to the episode. The other services. Uh, for playtime prep, I think I'm going to have like a, I'm a class. Um, I'm going to have a class. I'm still formulating all of it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I'm gonna have like a joint, like an open class. Um, probably just called a playtime prep class. Like literally just getting people be more intimate, understand like stretching before sex, um, but also like how to prepare for sex outside of just like lick it and stick it or like, hey, you ready? And just dive in because we we need more. Women definitely need more. I'm learning that more and more. Um, you know, I feel like 31 is so young, like 20s, lick it and stick to work at 20. When you're, when you're 25, lick it and stick it. Every girl's like, cool, I'm ready for it. Mm -hmm. Men actually go down on their sexual trajectory, like their sexual arousal 
as they get older and women's actually spikes up. Yes, yes. So it's like, I definitely need to help. Cause, and really, Avatar, women, like target, like women who are married and want to like, want to save their marriage and save their sex life. They're, and they have the money. Between two people, they'll have the three or $400 it is for a session to save their, like to restore their happiness. Yeah. Everything is just a value. You know what I mean? Wherever their value is, they'll pay for it. Like, I got better sex every day if I just pay this one price? Yeah, of course. Um, I think you said restore your happiness and not save their marriage. Yeah. I think that was, I just wanted to like, let's let's stick that real quick. It was real smooth with it, but it, it really truly is the value of what you do. It restores someone's happiness. It restores someone's um, the the word that's coming to mind is like way of life, but that's not really the word I'm looking for. It's um, you know, the holistic, the the um, quality of life. Yes, yes, that's yes, yes. the word I'm looking for. You um, and you do that through sex, through movement. Um, really, movement. Through movement. Movement in general. Your whole quality of life is based on how you move. How you live your life is how you move. Mm. Or how you move is based off your the way of your the way of your life. So it's like if you're if you're sitting all day, you're not moving like this, you can't do certain things. Or late maybe now you're good, but like later when you have a kid and you're like, man, I can't get on the ground and play with them, it's because you stopped moving yeah. ten years ago. Yeah. What makes you think you're comfortable on the ground now? So another another service and course that me and Sierra be launching is like a functional parenting course, teaching you how to get on the ground, to play with your kid, because your kid's on the ground. Yeah. Like that's where they'll be for a while. Mm-hmm until they're two but they'll still be lower like they'll be walking whatever but they'll still be lower so you still have to get down there like stop making them break their neck to look up at you or pick them up it's like go down to their world make them feel comfortable not just movement now it's but this it's is better relationships with your mom your, your baby and it's all but it's all based off movement it is all based off movement but the psychology yes of empowering a child because you're now coming to their level their world they, they develop a different level of respect for authority they or a different relationship with authority because you know mom and dad come here yeah. now i don't live my life here until i become an adult and now i look down at kids it's a cycle so you're breaking a mental cycle, yeah. even though it does stem from, from movement. Yeah, right. But because all, like for me, it's just like all things from movement. I literally like it's like I have a different lens and mm. that it goes through a filter of movement. So I see people. I'm like, wow, you you really can't move. Mm. Like I love dance. I love people who can dance. It's like like I'm attracted to movement. Like if there, I don't know what that type is. You know, people who are like, I'm a sapiosexual right, or whatever, right. whatever. I'm a kinesexual. I'm a, yeah, I'm a kinesthetic <laughs> sexual. Definitely. Like, I'm like, if you move up, I'm like, ooh, ooh, yeah. Yeah. You see your girl there moving? Like the one with the, her face look at I'm like, do you see her moving? That's all. I, and I've been in places where I look later, I'm like, wow, you're, you're, you're not that, you're not that pretty. Why was I? Oh yeah, you was dancing. Lauren, you can move. Listen to you. Okay. I got a question. So yes, yes. For my audience, you know, and because we sit down all day. Well, shoot. Like you said, we are all sitting down getting sipped. Some of not all sitting down getting sipped, but sitting <laughs> uh, You know, we all have sex. Um, we all need movement. Some of us are having kids. Da, 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 all that. When you formulate the, these services, 
Can my audience get some get some of yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I mean, I do have the service now, the, the revive session, so everybody can come in and get a session. Okay. Um, it's a one on one. It's a ninety minute session. Um, usually priced at one fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every time I say my price, I hear Fat Joe in my head. The price is yeah. yesterday's price. Yesterday's is price is not so today's price. So what's tomorrow's price? That way, that way uh, my audience can know how much they're they're specifically gonna get it. Look at the bio. <laughs> it's still one fifty for now. Okay. Um, I think there is a two hundred dollar service, which is two hours, and I feel like I want to just eliminate the ninety minute session and just keep it at two hours because like. If you want my time, just take my time, but pay me for it, like mm-hmm. all the way. And it's just, I feel, I actually feel better going out for two hundred dollars and one fifty, mm. even though it's ninety minutes, even though it's thirty minutes more. It's just like, cool. People who spend two hundred dollars, they're just, I don't know, not that they're better or worse than the person who spends one fifty, but it's just like, I don't know how to describe it. The value of it. Yeah, me. and it's just like. You're like you. You're you're invested. You're more invested. That's really what it is. You're more invested. If you spend, if you're looking to spend two hundred, you're more invested. Now I probably could just drop the one fifty session to two hundred. So only spend ninety minutes with somebody and make the two hundred versus the two hours. But I really, I don't know. I love what I do, and I, I like to keep my price at a comfortable range. Mm-hmm. Like I actually don't want revive that business to be a Porsche. Uh, G-Wagon, Bentley, premier price. Mm. I actually want to be very Honda and Toyota. Mm. A good one, though. Not like mm-hmm. a used one. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a nice new Honda or Toyota. Like, yeah. it's going to be $20,000, $30,000. Like, but it's not a $100,000 vehicle. Like, that's just... It, you price certain people out, and everybody deserves to move better. Mm. Just like Toyota and Honda makes cars for everybody yeah my like movement is for everybody it's nobody should be priced out of moving better Mm, i love it all right there's gonna be a link in the bio we'll we'll figure out (laughs) out this this entire like program and even um play tell me the name of it oh playtime prep playtime prep yeah even playtime prep because you know maybe by the time this comes out you'll have a whole package yeah definitely i'm yeah working on the website working on pricing and packaging and all that i want to make sure i just want to do it right yeah because it could easily be done wrong Mm. so i want to make sure it's like yes and i like yeah i just want to make sure i do it right i'm literally restoring happiness and and literally reviving like joy in people's lives like wow like yes i'm moving better i feel better like then you feel better then you could you could feel better because you feel better yeah i remember i might be using a tagline like feel better so you could feel better mm. listen listen i love it i was uh thinking about a client that i had when i was teaching bar and i was doing stretches and she sent me a dm and said i cried doing that um that hip stretch you were doing and I had read, you know, in theory, I had read about the opening of the joints and how it affects like your emotions and different like. Yeah, the hips store. Yeah, the, the fascia in your hips store emotions. So when you open up your hips, the tears will roll. I, I think I knew it in theory, but when she DM me, it was a whole other thing. And I was like, oh, dang. It's times when I think, dang, you should have kept doing that. But it just wasn't my ministry. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely think that what you do as an expert is very 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 commendable it's, it's amazing 
Um, I dipped my toe in it for a little bit, got to meet you, got to learn a little bit about content. Um, the cool thing about it is like, even though we're not as close, we both kind of are, the world, world is so small, right? Yeah, yeah. We're all living on, in these parallel dimensions and like our values are the same and, and the way we like just live and learn about ourselves, it's just really cool listening to you. So, Thank um, you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This was this was dope. I'm, it's it's beautiful to be here and and not see and still see the same Ari that I met years ago. And it's like, wow, look at you, like, <laughs> look at you, look look at you, look at us, because we're not, we're both not where we were. So it's just it's it is dope. Because I don't know, you know, when you go back home, sometimes you see people like, what's what's new, man? Nothing. Same thing. Same shit, different day. I'd be like, wow, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. I really feel like... <laughs> that's terrible. Same thing? Not good. It's a whole new day. Yeah. The, the, I think, I feel like my, my life, I feel like it's a documentary. You know, like when you look at Nina oh, yeah. Simone and she's just like kicking in and people are recording her. I really feel like... Man, in that space. mine is like a whole... It's a, it's a dope, like, show. Yeah. Like, with multiple seasons. And like... You wondering who's gonna get killed off this season, like, <laughs> like low key, like that's not not actually, but like you know, Both cast off the island. yeah, casted wise, it's just like that's yeah. my show is like, and it's it's like on some like Grey's Anatomy, like season fifteen or some whatever seasons they got, mm-hmm. but it's a good, show. it's like a power show, like like a good show, yeah. not the twist offs are good, but like it's like power good, like mm-hmm. you want oh, something powers on, or you know, I can't talk to me watching power, like. I feel like it's like that. What's really? the show? Game of Thrones. I never watched any episode of Game of Thrones, but I know it's a huge thing, a whole bunch of episodes. Yeah. My life is, yeah, like, Interesting. Like, th- like this was like the surface coverage of it. Like, yeah. when you see it, like all the amazing people I meet, mm-hmm. all the amazing relationships I've been in, the hard dynamics I've been in, the playtime, what, the, what, what all the versions of my playtime looks like, mm-hmm. it's... Yeah, that's a good show. Like juicy. Like you know, you know, you watch some shows. You're like, that was a good sex scene. I there was some great sex scenes in my shows. Like in my seasons. Like true, but when you, when you bring up Game of Thrones and uh, I just mentioned it, and I never seen that episode. Okay, I think because because I think sh- even if not the brutality of Game of Thrones, <laughs> it's just the the strategy of like I think there was that, and you mentioned maybe Grey's Anatomy, and you're right. I don't know the intricacies, so like, but I'm sure there there is. But when you say a show, I think like strategy. Like when you say killed off the island, I'm like, okay, so there's like. I just think I, I mentioned those because those are shows that have twelve plus seasons. Got it. So my show will like will that last that long. Yeah, Got it's it. not just like a. It's not a show that has like three seasons, and it's like yeah, not it. That stars didn't repick it. They didn't pick it back up, or like. Got it. It's like it's the show. Got it. Like people are like, oh my gosh! Like even um The Wire, like that had a lot of seasons. You know, what I mean, just shows like that with real length to them, yeah. um, to their life. But not I don't not anything of like what they're actually doing in the show. I have okay. no idea. Like again, I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. I just know it's something that everybody talks about. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I, it's not not my thing. Yeah, yeah. Power. I've seen every every episode of Power. Okay. That one even surprises me. But I think even still, a movie for you, it would be... Movie would be too short. A movie would be too short. No, not not a movie, but like, I mean, a production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But a production based on your life, I'm sure. 
I feel like at first I was like, wait, so I was over here and there's a whole other stuff over here. But, yeah, but I think what we covered would allow anyone who connects with you after watching this to dive deeper into any one of these things. That yeah, you yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And and understand the, the complexities and the funds, the highs, the lows, the challenges and yeah. continue to watch you, you um, grow as a dad, as a business owner, as a, as a husband or a, a partner, you yeah. know, all that. Can't wait for dad life. It's, it's coming soon. It's like, a, it's like a month and a half. Eee. I know. I know. Jeez. It's going to be a whole little thing. Flash Flash is in the 100th percentile. In terms of what? In terms of like um, growth and development. Really? So like Flash is already at the top of their game. That's why I know for a fact I produce superhumans. One. Cause I already know I'm a superhuman. I know she's a superhuman. So I'm like, duh, hundred percentile doesn't surprise me. And it's just like that's why they're that's why they're that's why they're already a brand ambassador and like have an account. And like when they get here, it's just gonna be like a walk in the park for them. One, cause I'm gonna do my job to help them. But like two, they're gonna be doing things like other parents are like, dang, my two year old's not speaking Spanish. Like, were you intentional? with making them you know like did you challenge them to do like you just allowed them to be a baby this little human will do all the things that humans do like because at that age they're just so like they just soak up everything you give them yeah. so you know what i'm gonna give them everything <laughs> like yeah. why hot like no like yes spanish like yeah. calculus if i can like yeah. have you read the book ultra learning I haven't. I, I, there's a lot of books I need to read that way. Ultra Me and Flash would probably just read it together. Yeah, like, they'll, yeah. they'll probably be at the same reading level at two. That's lit. Like, <laughs> absolutely. And that might actually, because I know when it comes to reading, sometimes it's hard to sit down and read. But if you mix um, reading with Flash, then that might just be a, a great way for you to absorb information that you might not have sat, sat down and, and absorbed. All right. So, um, I'm going to have so much also, time. It's going to be bit lit. So much time. It's There's another book called uh, Sexual Intelligence that um, I will, I'll take a picture of it and I'll send it to you. Because in my past life, I wanted to be a sexual therapist as well. Um, I mean, shoot, life is not over, but right. I, I love having these conversations because I'm living through so many different lives. Do it. it. Only, let's say I live to 150, right? Like it could possibly happen. So I don't yeah. know who to... You know, come Listen, for mentorship cause, again. Because <laughs> that's, yeah, because that's, that's another lane of the business is like, so I do offer mentorship trainings. Like anybody who wants to be a therapist, I literally have a workshop, whole weekend workshop. You could come and learn everything I do and then be a therapist. Um, but also like certifying people to become a sexual movement coach. Because there's plenty of people who move well, have this knowledge of sex, but like it's too taboo or they don't want to step into it. There's no... That some people love the education space to do things. Mm -hmm. I'm a visionary. I'm like, I'm gonna do it. I'm like, oh, it's not. There's no thing for it. Yeah. Create. I am. I am it. Yeah. So and now I'll create it. Yeah. Since there's nobody wanted to create the thing for it, I'll create it. Yeah. So if you want, yeah, you could come on and be you know certified as a sexual movement coach or whoever else you know that it's just it's beauty because there's also just that's another stream of income on top of like everything else. Yes. Listen, as soon as you, if you already offer that, I'm in this, this, this season, but, um, I know that there are different lives that I'm, I'm planning ahead in my life anyway. So I'm excited for that. You have it in you. Oh man. I just, I like, 
there because I have a high sexual energy, I know others. Mm. And it's just like I see people when they have it and when they harness it, when they hold it, when they share it, it's just like cool. Like other people I just like yep, you have it. Like mm. people will definitely some certain people definitely listen to certain people because of the energy they carry. And some people when they walk into the room and they speak, it's like, oh, we need to listen to him. Or listen to her because they have that alpha confidence. They have that energy of they just command the room. Period. They can be silent and be like, "I feel like you need to say something. I'm gonna just be quiet because you need to talk." Mm. So same thing with all energies. Like sexual energy, like yeah, like people would definitely sit down and be like, "Ari, I'm really, I'm really struggling. I don't know what to do with her." And you, and you would just whatever you say, you'd be like, "Rub her left ear." They'd be like, oh, "Okay." Mm-hmm. They go home like, "Babe, I gotta." We, we got to get this right. Ari said, rub your left ear. So like, and it's just, it's beautiful. It's, it can be manipulative, but it's beautiful. I think if you, in, in coaching. If you do it right, it won't be manipulative. No. But it, it can be. Bring them along in the journey of learning, right? Because I'm, I'm in the mental space, right? So a person can't truly be coached or even they can't transform if they're not brought along in the journey. And a lot of times when it comes to psychology, if you're just trying to manipulate someone's thought process, they're not even like learning the new way of thinking because you're you're kind of like right. Well, I think I said manipulating in a way where when people are coming for coaching in anything, they're very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Typically, if they're coming for coaching, they're coming with an empty glass. Okay. And whatever you pour in is what they'll be full of. Okay. So in that way, yeah, by your bias or whatever. Yeah, I mean, not not that you would or I'm just saying in general, there's plenty of coaches out now in whatever industry that are manipulating their said athlete or student or mentee or whatever, because they're being vulnerable, like, please, I need to learn from any of the like and they're they're just pouring in whatever they want to pour in Mm -hmm. versus like actually pouring in like what they need. Like, jeez, this is a whole nother conversation. Yeah. I, I know, I know, yeah. we are. We have literally had a really great conversation. I'm not chopping none of it. <laughs> I, you guys are gonna get all of this content. This was an amazing conversation. Yeah. I am super thrilled about it. The only thing that I would like to tie up this conversation mm-hmm. is the word of wisdom. Okay. Okay. Now, typically, um, I talk about you know reaching back. You know, in in the spirit of Sankofa, reaching back to those who are um, on their journey. As we move forward, and so in the spirit of that, you know, as you think about your life and things that you've reflected on and people who've like been like, how do you do it? <laughs> what is that word of wisdom to help people learn how to live a more holistic life? Um, trust your intuition and go with it. Like tomorrow is not promised. And we all the answers are inside anyway. All the answers are within us. So like, it doesn't even, like, it, just go with it. Because if you fail, you're going to get up and like succeed another day. Or like, you're going to fail either way. But like, just keep learning as you fail. And failing is really just learning differently. It's like, even when we succeed, it's still like, it's learned failure. That's all success is. It's learned failure. Is that a Gary V line or is that you? Nah, that's, that's another Instagram post that I saw the other day. <laughs> <laughs> it's learned, but it's all learned failure. Like walking, like this didn't really tie all this up. Like walking. 
walking all came from a demand of like moving faster from babies. Like you just want to like, you want to get to the door faster. Crawling is not doing it. So you stand up, you start walking, you fall and you fall and you fall and you fall and you fall. But every time you fall, you're actually learning how you fell last time. In each new fall, you're learning, okay, like I can't, that's not going to work. Okay, that's not going to work. So you're learning, learning, learning. Eventually, walking is controlled falling. In a, in a bi- biomechanical way, like walking is just controlled falling. Yeah. We're always falling. We're just, we're really good at catching ourselves now. So that's, that's, that's success. We're just really good at catching ourselves before the fail. I like it. That's amazing. So... Take your steps. Start walking. Take your steps. Start walking. Listen, I, um, I I'm just gonna say this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for sitting on the couch. Now to close us up, if there's someone out here, I know the link in the bio is gonna be in for, <laughs> for any of your services. But if anyone wants to connect with you, um, watch your journey or take part in your services, what's the best way they can reach out to you? Instagram at Movement by Jordan. Everything spelled correctly. No underscores, no dots. Um, at movement by Jordan. Jordan with the A. I don't know. Like people be like, "Hey, Jordan with an O." I'd be like, "Who do you know?" That's, but who do you know? Like who? Who do you know? Spells Jordan with an O. Yeah, no, nobody. Where have you seen Jordan with an O? Sorry, it's a personal rant. But <laughs> at movement by Jordan with an A, spelled the biblical way. I'll say that. Let's do it. All right, y'all. <laughs> you have your instructions. Go out and be great. And until next time, peace out. Peace and love.